All right, cool. So thank you very much for coming on. I have a ton of questions, a lot to ask. I mean, I'm not going to take your time too much, but I have a lot to ask you. So I'm very excited. So cool. First of all, thank you for having me. Okay. It's a pleasure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anytime. No problem. Thank you, for, okay. thank you for coming on. The, this is my second episode. I actually did one of your teammates last week, uh, Alex. So Alex. Yeah. Foxy. That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, Alex is awesome. Hopefully he, he was great. Hopefully this one goes a little bit better. I was very nervous last week. So I just sat there <laughs> just saying, um, the entire time. Take a deep breath. Oh, it's good. Okay. It's all good. We're just yeah. chatting. Um, so I'm going to start. So I'm going to kind of go in order of your career. I have some yeah. things written down. So you are from Brazil, right? Yes. Okay. Originally born and raised. Yeah. All right. All right. So explain to me or not, not explain, but like talk about how you came from Brazil and ended up to America. Cause I see you went to Clover high school in South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm from North Carolina. So. Cool, cool, cool. I love the Carolinas, by the way, yeah. and so much so I'm back here now. But yeah, yeah so what happened, uh, my journey is a bit different than most people in the mm -hmm. sense of uh, I was in Brazil, you know, I used to play there and, you know, everything there. And I was 15 when uh, uh, an older guy that I already knew, a friend of mine, you know, I just looked up to him at that point. He was like nine years older than me. He was going to college in America and he was in his break, summer break of between his junior and senior year. And he went to the same high school that I went in Brazil, you know, just obviously like uh, quite a few years before that. Uh, but he was the best player at that school, soccer-wise. And, you know, I knew of him, had played with him every now and then every, when he would come uh, to train with us, but didn't know much. Anyway, he came to train with us that day uh, on his, on his off-season. And uh, he brought it up to me that, you know, the how he came to the U.S. and he was able to study and play soccer at a good level and you know uh, he asked if I was interested I was 15 I was doing well at the club in Brazil so I had no interest to be honest yeah. when, when he was brought up to me you know I was respectfully you know he's my friend so like I respectfully respect, respectfully turned it down uh you know told him you know thank you I uh, appreciate you thinking of me but like you know my life is here friends, girlfriend, soccer, uh, I want to try here for now. And then, you know, a year went by, I was still happy in Brazil. And then two years later, I was 17 at the time, there was a change in the coaching staff at the club that I was playing for. And I went from playing all the time to not playing so much at a crucial moment for Brazilians. So like when you're 17 to 18, it's huge for you to make a pro. You got to be doing well during that time, right? And yeah. like I went from doing well to not having opportunities. And you know, personally, I was a bit frustrated because it had not a lot to do with me. You know, in Brazil, there's a lot of politics that go behind the soccer mm -hmm. uh, being the biggest sport in the country. And, you know, there was a change of coach, came from a different state, brought some players with him. Next thing you know, Lucas is, is sitting on the bench and not playing as much as he wanted it. And I started thinking. And then, you know, something inside of me, like a little lamp came and an idea of maybe I should, maybe you should talk to that guy, Manu, uh, my friend, about the U.S. opportunity. And then I talked to him. He was like, honestly, it's perfect timing right now. Um, like, and then he, he was like, do you speak English? I didn't at the time. And then that's 2011, by the way. Okay. And so, then he, yeah. I didn't speak English. So he was like, well, my parents were part of that conversation. Uh, and my parents were talking to him. And then he was like, would you guys maybe be able to send him as an exchange student? uh so he could learn the language um be, get used to the culture a little bit see if he's, he adapts well and then you can make the jump to college if he if he really wants to so i was fortunate to to have the opportunity uh i came as an exchange student you know my parents thankfully were able to afford and then they sent me as an exchange student which had nothing to do with soccer had nothing to do with anything the main purpose of it was to learn the language and uh to adapt to the culture of america and obviously soccer had to be there for me. That was the only thing I said. I was like, I want to play all year round, not just for three, four months, high school, yeah. not just club, whatever. I want to play for the whole time that I'm there, like as much as I can, you know? So they talked to the exchange program and then they were able to sort it out to work like a, a family in South Carolina and Clover. 
where I was playing Palmetto United uh, club soccer during the fall and high school or or academy if I wanted to on the spring, right? Um, anyway, that was that happened really quickly, you know, and next thing you know, I'm going to play into America, right? It's pretty nervous. Uh, first time away from family, friends, everything. But soccer, right? Tunnel visual. I knew what I wanted. I wanted to play here. I wanted to go to college, get a degree playing soccer at a high level and hopefully make it to the pros. Um, and fast forward, uh, I went to Clover. I had a great time, uh, great experience. Loved it. Adapted pretty well. I learned the language eventually. You know, I struggled a bit in the beginning, but um, I knew that was going to happen. So uh, it was okay, right? No friends sitting by myself for lunch for the first three months, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Annoying, sure. But focus on soccer, uh, like, you know, it was okay. And I started getting to play. People started to know about me. I started to make more friends. Um, and then I adapted pretty good. Uh, my host family in South Carolina, they're still Lake Wiley. They live in Lake Wiley, South Carolina. They're still my family to this day. So they call yeah. me son, call mom, dad. Obviously, my family is in Brazil, my blood family. But both of my families, I guess, they have connected. My family from Brazil have come here, have been to the house. They've been to Brazil, too. And, you know, I was best man at my host brother's wedding. Uh, and, I mean, we're, we're, we're very close. They come to every game now that I'm in Greenville, which is awesome. And, and yeah, uh, I love South Carolina. I talked to a bunch of different schools because when I first came, I already had a school through my friend, the one from Brazil that brought it up. I already had a school that wanted me, right? That was where yeah. I was coming in the first place. And then... When I came and I started doing well, more offers start ha like appearing, and I was able to choose. Since I was in the Carolinas, you you, you know, I visited most of the schools, the bigger schools. Um, my host family, they're all Tiger fans, uh, so Clemson was uh, was yeah. number one, and I loved Clemson to be honest. I I went to a official visit there. I loved it. My parents were here during it. They loved it. So I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because we have nothing like this in Brazil. Like, there are no colleges yeah. that, that have sports, like, here in America. You know, like, we don't have that. It's school is school, sports, sports. There's a college at that point. You're either playing professional or whatever sport you chose, or you're going to school to study because you're going to, you know, follow a different yeah. career. And then everything was new. Everything was awesome. Clemson's a beautiful school. But then it was late in the spring. They didn't offer me enough money. Uh, and USC, South Carolina, um, mm -hmm. offered me a better scholarship and it made more sense to me, to my family. Uh, so I verbally committed to them. And right before I went to Brazil, so probably April, May of 2012, you know, so like after that, that year, yeah. I came to America in August of 2011. And then I went to Brazil, super excited to come back. I was supposed to be back for preseason on August 6th of that year. And then I was waiting for my eligibility, you know, because I was an exchange student. And when I came, it was my senior year of high school in Brazil. I ended up taking six extra months of high school because the school system uh, is different. So here it's like uh, May, uh, well, August to May. Over there is February to December. So okay, like I when I came that. in August, yeah. So when I came in August and I did a whole year, I ended up taking six more months of high school. So my graduation date was supposed to be December 20. 11 based on my Brazilian transcripts but then I graduated on May of 2012 that got me ineligible so my eligibility came out on August 4th so two days my my bags were ready and I was just so excited to come but then they took ten thousand dollars off my first year because I wasn't going to be able to play I was only going to be able to play in the next three that's a lot and that's a lot and that was enough to for me not to go <laughs> so yeah. I said I said, oh, unfortunately, I can't afford it. can't ask my family to go through all this right now. And um, and then that other school that was already interested in me at first, the one that was, was the reason why I came to America, was Palm Beach Atlantic University. Right? Mm -hmm. They're a D2 Christian school in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, I did not know much about them, to be honest, but the coach was lovely. He came to a couple of my games, and he was always uh, checking on me, even though when I told him I'm, I'm going to, USC. He was happy for me, and then he understood why I chose that, you know, uh, and he was super supportive. 
So two days later, though, my eligibility came ineligible. And then he emailed me actually the same day that my eligibility came out. I don't know if there is a way of them looking through that. <laughs> Maybe that is, but I don't know. He's, he emailed me that same day, the Palm Beach coach. And then I, he was like, how are you doing? Like, are you at USC? Yeah, everything ready? I was like, actually, uh, things fell through today. Um, right now, I'm pretty, you know, upset trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And as I was saying that, he interrupted me and he was like, well, you still have a spot here if you want. Uh, same scholarship that I had offered before. And you can come in the spring if you want. And I committed to him that day, you know, because I wanted to play uh, four years. I wanted to come to college and, and I wanted to be paid by the school. So said yes to West Palm. And I was in Brazil for another six months, just waiting for that January time for my visa to get in and I may be able to come to America again. Mm -hmm. So I stayed in Brazil for six months, just training and, and, and waiting for time to uh, get by. And then I came to US to West Palm straight on the 2013 spring semester and then did four years there for four great years um really happy god definitely guided me there you know did not want me to be in the carolinas for college which i think it makes makes perfect sense you know yeah. west palm beach the christian school i went to was perfect for me uh and you know when i was at first when i was during the process of clemson south carolina other schools and ended up going d2 a lot of people were like d2 d2 you know, and, and you understand, and I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, me too, but it is what it is. But at the same time, inside of me, I was like, I love challenges as a, as a person. And I was like, you know what, how about I go D2 and make a pro when everybody else is saying that I can't, let's do it. So, you know, BDL became really important for me at the time, USL League 2 now. Mm -hmm. I understood how the, the American system worked and I understood how important it would, me, would be for me to be visible to like D1 coaches and like be playing against those guys that are like hyped uh, for draft and stuff like that. So I played PDL four years, even in my freshman and sophomore uh, as well, which people normally don't. And I had, I was part of great programs, Ocala Stampede, Southern, uh, Southern West Virginia Kings Warriors, South Florida Surf and Tropics. Uh, and oh, four great seasons of PDL. I was able to get my name out there as well as my college seasons uh, went well. People figure out who Coutinho was, right? And mm -hmm. that was the first step. Um, after my end of my senior year, agent talking to me, wanting to represent, chose uh, Octagon, which great agency, great players. And yeah. um, uh, then, you know, they believed in me. I believe in myself. And then we started shooting to the stars, uh, which here, in my opinion, is MLS, uh, right? The the best league we have here. And, mm -hmm. you know, I went in preseason with Philadelphia Union. I had a great preseason with them. I was there for like 40 days, um, both with the second and first team. And I was already close to the guys in the group. Everyone wanted me there. But again, I'm an international player. And when it comes to MLS and uh, USL Championship, uh, that that becomes an issue sometimes, and yeah. it wasn't what happened to me, right? They they asked me, "Can you get a green card?" I was like, "No." Like, well, if you can, we'll sign you. If you can't, unfortunately, we we drafted a lot of internationals. We can't keep you right now. But you're a great player and stuff like that. We will help you. And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Frustrating, frustrated with my agents a little bit because I was an always an international, you know. Like, mm -hmm. I never could get a green card, so like that should have been. Uh, Caleb. Hey. Can Sorry, can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't say. Okay, there you are. Sorry, man. No, no, you're. I'll cut, I'll cut that out. No, you're good. Sorry. Well, I was I saying? Someone called me, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so, what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> I. You're talking about your was, uh, uh, green card. 
Yeah, so I could never have a green card. I was really frustrated. I left Philly and I went to Salt Lake. Uh, they got me a trial in Salt Lake City. It was already like season was starting, so I, it was late. I didn't feel too confident about getting signed, but I went, did my best, went really well, uh, but ended up having the same same conversation with their sporting directors at the end of the week. And frustrating, but I had to figure something out. My agent sent me to New York then, and I went to the Cosmos where I got signed. Mm -hmm. I, I had a week of trial, and then they liked me, and they signed me. Um, <laughs> Cosmos at the NASL at that point, very different than USL, League One, USL Championship, uh, those leagues that I've been in the past few years. It was really good for me, though, in 2017, to be able to work around, obviously, our coach, MLS coach, top coach, uh, Giovanni Savarisi with Timbers. Uh, plenty of guys have had experience, like, internationally, you know, in Spain, in England, uh, yeah, both Championship and La Liga and stuff like that. Some big names I already knew and seen on TV. Yeah. So it was pretty fun to be a part of that locker room. I was welcomed uh, greatly by everybody, became really close with everyone and learned a lot from them. I wasn't able to play that season uh, because like international stuff, when I got signed, they already had the total numbers. So like they signed me with the first team, but I played mostly with the second team uh, because I couldn't play with the first one. And then, yeah, that's what happened that year. And then the NSL left right the league folded which yeah. i was supposed to be there next year but then the league folded everybody else had to leave and find new teams right and i hadn't played much because i, I hadn't played at all i only played the second team because i couldn't uh with doing the international stuff so another setback in a sense you know i was ready for that 2018 season where i was going to be able to actually play with the guys yeah but then no so everybody left and then i didn't have a team and i didn't have much video again and like it was a year after my last year of college so like people are starting to forget about me in a sense and uh i needed a visa my visa was running out because the cosmos was over and then i wanted to stay here still and then i signed an indoor contract with the florida tropics the same team i played pdl for you know they had a they have a professional indoor soccer team at the mm -hmm. msl they're great in fact they're just just made to the championship last night so they'll be playing against monterey um or San Diego soccer or something. But yeah, some big stuff, good stuff. Very good team. So I signed with them. I had my first year as a rookie um, on the indoor soccer in MSL. I was rookie of the year for that league, which was great. Uh, I adapted very well because I was mm -hmm. always a futsal player back in Brazil. Yeah. I like short, quick stuff. So indoor was easy to adapt. Um, and then it was great. It was just a short season though. So as soon as that was over, um, I didn't have a team. And then that was the frustrating part. So, like, they were paying me throughout the whole year. And they, I played for the PDL team uh, in the summer. And right after the last game of the PDL, you know, people saw that I was healthy. I was still playing and stuff. And then uh, a coach that had previously coached me for uh, League Two of my sophomore year, he took the USL League One team Tormenta uh, for the 2019 season, which is going to be the first League One season. And then he called me after that, that last game of PDL and he signed me that day, right? I signed with mm -hmm. Tormenta at the end of that summer. And I was going to uh, be presented to them in January. So I played another season with the Tropics indoor. But in fact, I got hurt. I, like, I tore my meniscus in the first game of the season. <laughs> I scored a goal and tore my meniscus the second, <laughs> second play. And it was very frustrating. Uh, I had to go to the surgery and kind of take a little bit of time to get ready for Tormenta. But I did, timing was good. I got to Tormenta uh, together with everybody. Uh, on the, that was a 2018, no, 2019, right? February. And then the 2019 season year was crazy. It was a roller coaster. Uh, personally, dealing with some, some, some stuff, uh, but very excited with the opportunity of finally be able to play professional soccer in the US. Yeah. Um, because as much as I was getting paid the past two years, I was playing and I wanted to play, right? And um, Tormento was great in the beginning. It was a great, great group of guys, very talented. Things were going well. We went, I think, seven games straight, win streak from the start, Every, like blowing everybody's minds. And then, uh, then I had an asthma issue. <laughs> that I hadn't had like since I was a kid, so I wasn't prepared for. It took me out for six weeks, 
you know, I had like an asthma crisis in training and I couldn't breathe. And, and then I didn't remember having asthma because when I did, my mom used to take care of me when I was 13 was the last time I had something like that. And it was never that bad. But anyway, in training, pollen in, in the, in this area, you understand pollen is really a factor and in georgia was crazy all the cars yellow and stuff like that so anyway oh yeah i guess it damaged me yeah it damaged me so like uh i was out for six weeks and it was kind of during the time obviously it wasn't because of me another guys were also picking up a few other injuries here and there anyway tormenta went from winning all seven to losing a bunch and losing a bunch and you know and you start losing people start things start going the the atmosphere everyday life becomes a little bit harder and when i came back from my asthma issue it was a madison game i was feeling good i remember away it was a great game we won i remember i was team of the week as well and it seemed like everything was gonna go back to what he what was the start you know Mm -hmm. and then obviously we weren't winning everything but we're winning losing winning losing we're doing okay though mid-season and then I had my head injury, which I'm sure if you've done a little bit of research on me, you, you, you saw what happened. So that happened in August of 2019 and kind of changed my life, changed my mm-hmm. whole life. Um, not just soccer-wise, you know, changed everything. You start looking at, at everything, different perspective, um, you know. Uh, and soccer was taken away for a year uh doctors were like maybe you should not play again i was like no i'm definitely playing again you know because inside of me i felt like playing again you know there was no one moment that in my mind it crossed like maybe you should stop playing i wanted to play again and that was it just how long no matter how long it takes for me to be ready again i'll go through it then i started you know battling my way back uh couldn't run, couldn't do anything for four months, and then started slowly progressing. Next thing you know, I come in for the 2020 season at Tormenta. I, they picked up my option as everything happened, right? And excited, excited to to overcome everything that, that happened to me. I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I was excited. I was up for the challenge. And Again, just like the college where I was like, I, I'm going to make pro even though I'm going to two, I was like, I'm going to get back. You know, even when people are telling me that maybe I should stop. Yeah. And and then worked. Uh, I was flying. That's my coach's words in preseason when we came back uh, after a little bit. I remember we had a couple of scrimmages. We beat the Rowdies uh, on a really good game. Uh, I scored. Uh, so, like, it was first time I hit the back of the net after the head injuries felt really good. Uh, and COVID hit. <laughs> the weekend mm-hmm. after that so everybody stay home you know back to not back first time doing like the whole home workouts zoom stuff yeah. uh right all that kind of stuff became uh the new norm and um and then i picked up a little injury uh as we we're coming back hip flexor and then struggle a little bit and i i don't know what happened i just like my hip and everything started like having issues and then I kept pulling my hamstring and I was doing everything in my in my power to be able to be healthy and, and to play you know mm-hmm. even the head injury I always say that injury was very important to me I became I was always professional but I became like much more professional uh and much more you know of a, like a complete athlete ever since that happened yeah. And then to do everything you can and to see that you cannot do some stuff that you could before, it's really frustrating. You know, it was, it was, I went to a little period where I was like tough and Tormenta wasn't going well, wasn't going well that season either. A lot of issues. I was one of the captains. I was always involved in the issues and, and it, you know, and I like, when you go through something like I did, you don't really know what, um, like whatever, however you're feeling when you're, feeling at that point it's it feels like the new norm like i didn't remember what i felt like a year before uh you know and when you go through stuff in your brain like i don't know it felt normal to me but it didn't you know i could tell it wasn't normal but like there was no pain either so i felt i thought like i gotta get used to this this is gonna be the new normal i gotta learn how to play and i learn how to do this way 
And then I, I couldn't get 90 minutes in that season. I kept pulling my hamstring. I was out for like all the time, on and off. It was very frustrating for me, for everybody else in the club. But um, again, I was involved in a lot of those issues and, and it took a toll mentally. Like I talked to the club and I was like, well, at the end of the season, I don't want to be back. Even if you guys uh, would like me, uh, I need a, I need new air, I need new new environment. Yeah. Um, right. I need new like resources, even like you know, like they didn't have what I needed at that time. And I went home to Brazil though, without knowing if this was gonna happen. I took a chance when I said no to Tormenta, but I knew I knew what I was doing in a sense. I didn't know it was gonna be a contract. I trust God that it was gonna be another contract, but. I just knew that I could not go back to Tormenta because it wasn't it wasn't being good for, for my health. Yeah. Uh, both physically and mentally. And then uh, I left Tormenta November of that year, went to Brazil, everybody happy to, uh, to see me and stuff. Every time you get home, right? And, but like I was in a place where like I had so many doubts inside of me. You know, I was like, I sold my car before I went to Brazil. I took my dog with me because I had no idea if I was going to be able to come back. You know, yeah. I had no idea. Uh, and, and that was really tough because I want my life to be here. I, when I moved to an 11 and I adapted, well, every single move I've made was to be here for the rest of my life. Right. I'm still on a working visa, so I'm, I'm definitely not safe in that sense, but, um, so far God has kept me here and I truly believe that he'll continue to do so. But anyway, that happened. I got to Brazil on December 1st and then on December 3rd. Tosa, FC Tosa offered me that contract. Mm-hmm. Did I get surprised by it? Yeah, a little bit, right? I wasn't expecting, especially like a championship contract. But again, just inside of me, I knew it was going to come and I was really happy. It motivated me again, like a lot, right? Yeah. Again, another challenge, get ready. And finally, you're at a stage now that you can uh, show what, like what you're capable of, um, you know, with better players around you and a better level because it is it is easier to play in the championship than in the league one just because players around you are more experienced more yeah. tactically sound and and it just it just flows better the game right mm-hmm. uh so yeah i did everything i could in the off season got to close i got healthy and again i could tell that i wasn't the lucas in college i wasn't lucas at cosmos i was in lucas at the tropics but you know for the players that didn't know me and for the people that didn't know me like i was a good player Right, and I was again thinking that that was the new norm. Play always giving my best, one hundred percent always. And in the beginning, I was having a lot of opportunities, and then as season start, I started not having so many opportunities. Bench, 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 and not playing, not playing, not playing. It's very frustrated in the beginning because honestly, I should have been playing based on what I was doing in training. But the coach had his guys, which happens everywhere, uh, and you know his guys would play mostly nine minutes. Uh, 90 minutes. And then I started coming on off the bench, like here and there, like little. And then I started doing well. Next thing you know, I started a game. I scored. I started again. I assisted. And but again, he had these guys. So I was just starting because these guys were injured. But yeah. I did well when I came on. And then from then on, I became a more influential bench player, which was to towards the end of the season was like that. So but I played like I played 19 off the bench, I think, and I started five. So I played a decent amount of games. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't what I wanted. I still wanted a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I was a bit frustrated. Um, and there were, like, a little – a few talks here and there of, like, clubs trying to loan me last year when I was at Tosa. And Tosa didn't want me to go because they could see the talent and they could see that maybe at any point they would need me. So I stay there. And – Again, mentally, all this process is very challenging. Uh, professional soccer, professional sports search is very challenging mentally. But yeah, uh, but inside of me, I listen to my gut all the time. I try to at least because it's where I feel that my connection to God is where really he, he talks to me through here. And every time I feel here, I listen to it. And, and Greenville, I'm always, always talking to Greenville. Mm-hmm. on the side John Harks and I always had a you know we're always flirty on the side <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and just waiting for the right time to to play for him and, and to be part of his team and and it, and it happened it was perfect timing uh as soon as I left Tosa I knew I wasn't gonna go back there um 
I didn't have a contract yet, but I knew it was going to come too. Uh, more than the last time, I didn't go to Brazil this off season. I stayed. I wanted to get even more healthy, fit, and and continue to work, get better. Uh, and so I did, and I came. I signed with Greenville. Uh, we got announced a little bit later. All exciting stuff, and uh, glad to be close to my host family. You know, that's where I spent the whole season here with them. Yeah. Uh, not too far away, and and then I came in. Uh, I already obviously. As you get older and you go around and you go to a club where you don't play much and you go to the other one where you don't play much and you start doing a little bit more research before you sign up a contract, before you yeah. go into something, right? It's not just sounds good. You got to be something that actually makes sense for you. Um, and then I had plenty of conversations with John before. And it's not like the conversation, oh, you're going to be my starter. And, you know, I don't you know. That's never going to be me, you know? Yeah. That's never going to be I'm only going to play if I deserve to play. I don't want to play ahead of anybody just because my name is something, you know what I mean, where I'm from, whatever. Uh, and that's what I was frustrated on, on the other side of Tulsa, right? I wasn't playing, even though I believed I was playing. So I was definitely not going to go to a program that that did the same kind of stuff, right? Uh, but Greenview, I knew it was going to be – I knew it was the best program in the USL League One. I can say that. I know I'm here. But, um, you know, past three years, three finals – consistently competitive the guys very experienced guys not yeah. not a bunch of young kids which young players are great right but a group full of young players can be very tough mm -hmm. uh to to be around especially yeah. when 28 like me so uh greenview definitely fell right and and checked all the boxes and and i signed i excited i was really excited and i got here and they only exceeded the expectations right um Season's just starting, you know, we're dealing with some stuff, adversity here and there, uh, but I have full confidence on this team, uh, on, on this club. Like, everything we do here is with a purpose. And, and yeah, man, I'm um, really looking forward to it. I picked up a little knock. Uh, I didn't play the last few games, but I'll mm -hmm. be back soon. And uh, very soon, hopefully. And God really. And then, and then we can, yeah, start winning more games and, and, be back at, at the top where Greenville belongs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, that's that's my story. Uh, that's, I talk a lot, so. <laughs> well, thank you. You answered a lot of questions, so thank you. But I do have a lot more to yeah. ask you. No, no. All right, so going back to, I'm going to go through a lot through what you said. So you talked about how when you were in Brazil, it was school and then sports, right? So Alex said this, a similar thing. He's from France. He said it was school and then sports. So when you got here, what was, like, was it more challenging to do school and sports at the same time? Like, what was it like being a student athlete? And what was it like in college, like, to adjust to that? It's a good question. Uh, so <laughs> when I came for high school the first year, high school was so easy compared to Brazil. So easy. Really? So it was no problem at all, right? No problem yeah. at all. Like I could not study and still get A's and mm -hmm. and play soccer and not worry about school. But then college is a bit different. Not that it was hard; it's still very much harder in Brazil. <laughs> like it's crazy how easy it is for mm -hmm. you guys. But you guys have a lot more work. So like you guys mm -hmm. have homeworks. You guys have all those those kind of stuffs and like a lot of professors who actually look for it, right? And that will affect your grade if you don't. So I struggled a little bit in that sense because I was never a homework guy. You know, I was a guy that I used to pay attention in, in class and just be able to to answer the test that way. But, you know, college and it wasn't just the soccer and school stuff, right? There's the social life. There's uh, like there's girls and there's like, yeah, right. All those things that come in, there's the beach in West Palm. There's all those things that come into play. So I, I would not lie to you because I'm not going to lie to you at all. It's all true what I'm saying. And uh, I, I wasn't a great student uh, in college. You know, I regret in a sense. I was always just enough, right, to be able to mm -hmm. be eligible and play every season. But my GPA, I think, was like a like a 2.9, you know, three, something like that. Uh, not great at all. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was immature in college and, you know, I only cared about soccer. So my soccer went well, but for others, I would say it is challenging, but, but it's doable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's challenging, but it's doable. Uh, I didn't do so well because of me.
that's really what, what I think. Yeah, so I am in college right now. I go to East Tennessee State, and it's one thing I can tell is very celebrated because they have awards for it is when you have a high GPA as a student athlete. Like, do you so you think that should be celebrated? Like, they should get awards for stuff like that? Uh, <laughs> you got me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, and no, yes, and no, you know, what I mean, like, yes, and no. Uh, I think it's, yeah, like get an award at the end of the season, like at the end of the semester or whatever, you know, like the whole president's awards or uh, mm-hmm. academic days and like, right. We had that at my school as well. My coach was always trying to get everybody to have one. And I think he's got that actually at PBA. Uh, I think the GPA of the team, it always goes above 3.3, which is his, yeah. what he wants, right? Some guys on 4.0 that always lifts the, everybody else GPA. Uh, but I know that also that he didn't have, and that's it's tough to even say that. But uh, I know he didn't have high expectations from me in terms of mm-hmm. like GPA. You know, he just wanted me to be eligible so I could play soccer, and <laughs> it's just what it was, and it's yeah. just how I took it. And unfortunately, now that I'm older, I look back and I wish I had, uh, you know, devoted a little bit more of my time to schoolwork and obviously had a better GPA and stuff like that. But I, after the head injury, you know, I told you, change perspective on a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. I also lived my life to the fullest in college and I still got through it. I still, you know, got my degree and I'm still playing professional soccer. So I don't regret that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just something I would have done um, better if I had to do it again. And I mean, I, I think they should be celebrated. I just, also think it doesn't you know they don't deserve like i don't know huge awards just yeah. recognition yeah good job Paul. Yeah. You, you know you're able to keep your grades high and then uh being a student athlete good job yeah that's what i think what'd you get your degree in business administration okay all right yeah so going back to how you played d2 one thing uh alex also said because he played d2 at anderson is that it's a very high level of playing, but do you think it gets as much exposure as it should? The D2, D2 sports in general? No, no, no. As it should know, because uh, I played the Sunshine State Conference, which is Mm -hmm. the best conference of D2, uh, based on, you know, how they rank it, like all those websites and people that vote on the soccer. So it's considered, if I'm not mistaken, the second best conference in the country, D1, D2, D3 altogether because ACC goes first and Sunshine State Conference goes second above all the other D1 schools in, mm-hmm. in terms of conference, right? I mean, our conference was really, really good. You know what I mean? Like, you go from their university to uh, Nova Southeastern to Lynn University to us, Palm Beach Atlantic to uh, Florida Tech to um, Rollins College to a bunch of schools. And, I mean, our conference was mainly international players right and it was a very very good level like very good level I agree with Alex in that sense but we definitely did not have as many exposure exposure as you would need to to become a professional so mm-hmm. that's why I told you I focused on my PDL all four years because that's when I used to get the exposure that I needed for U.S. soccer you know but in terms of like competition day to day Sunshine State didn't didn't leave me behind any any other conference or, or division yeah. no doubt I, I actually have heard of the, the Sunshine State Conference. And I, for years, I thought it was a D1 conference until I did research on mm-hmm. you. And I was very surprised it was a, a D2 conference. So exactly. um, the U, I'm actually going to be working a little bit with the USL League 2 this summer. And, you know, that's cool. a, a college player-oriented league. Division so, league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. And there's a lot of international players. So do you think that America and the way that it's set up is good for Brazilians to come or just any international player in general? Or would you have rather had gone somewhere else? Which I know you came here academically, but do you think right now the way it is, it is good for, would you advise other Brazilians to come? Depends what they want. Mm -hmm. Okay, depends what they want. 
so it has changed a lot from my process to what's now, right? Uh, it has changed a bunch uh, on the whole process. Now you have a few other leagues. Now you have the um, academy contracts that people are like, you know, a lot of players are skipping college uh, and getting getting paid right away. So mm -hmm. things have changed. It has become a lot easier uh, to become a professional in a sense. Uh, easier in a sense of like accessibility and like the path, right? The competition might be even harder now because yeah. I agree that the, the new generation, the youth in America, they are better. And, you know, your soccer is improving all like overall. So like uh, competition is better, right? Like certain players that would get signed back in the day, maybe not get signed today. Uh, but in general, I, like depends what I, what they want, right? If they want to come for college, no brainer, 100%, right? If they want to like, have a like still play and be able to go to school and get a good degree and learn a different language, learn a different culture. And, um, you know, if they're decent at soccer, they can even get scholarships and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. No brainer. If that's what you want to go pro, I feel like it depends a lot as well. Like, on, for example, I told you, I was fortunate to come from like a mid-class family that were able to afford my exchange program. They were able to, uh, support me throughout college when I needed it here and there, right? Throughout the whole period process, because you got to understand like your dollars, your American dollars right now, it's worth like almost five times my currency. So like it's tough for people in Brazil to come here and spend dollars because think about it, you're spending a lot of money, a lot of money, you know, like a lot of money. It's crazy when you convert. Yeah. And um, Brazil being a country that's definitely not first world uh and having so much talent but so much poverty those guys i mean all the ronaldinho's ronaldo's and like all the neymar they come from a really low uh income family mm -hmm. so they play every time for that we call in brazil a plate of food right you play for a plate of food because they don't have food at home they know how to play for the food that they need i always had food at home right yeah i was always blessed to have food at home so it's different and when i thought about us I was encouraged to come because my parents wanted me to have a degree, right? Mm -hmm. For a Brazilian, the degree is not that important, right? For a, a Brazilian that low income family, they barely go to school. Their whole life is focused on becoming a professional soccer player so they can buy a house to their mom or put food on the table, uh, you know? So it depends on, like, I feel like it depends on the person and it depends. And I think it doesn't matter really which country I would say to like America is good for any country, but it depends to, like what they want to accomplish here and what is their situation at their own country. Do you understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that, that'll be my, my question, my answer. Yeah. Sorry. I actually have um, two Brazilian cousins that married into my family. So it's been interesting to hear a lot about the life in Brazil. And they kind of come from the same background as you do, middle class in Brazil. So it's been interesting to hear about that. And they also had green card issues mm -hmm. too. So I wonder if that, like, I don't know much about green cards, um, but it seems like it's, it's challenging. It's quite challenging. Pieces, yeah. pieces uh, you, said, you said that they married into your family, right? So yes. they've got the green card at this point. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I know plenty of friends who have gone through the process. Mm -hmm. Some successfully, some don't. Most successfully, in fact, because if you do it right and if it's, you know, right, like a legit marriage and, and legit everything, you should be all right. Even though it's a challenge in a sense of takes long. Yeah, it takes money. Yes. But it's a process bureaucracy, right? Mm. Uh, I hope to go through one day. <laughs> I haven't been, been blessed with that yet. Looking for a wife. <laughs> so, see <laughs> everybody here in the podcast looking for a wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll talk to my family, see if they have anyone. They in America. You can... <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, so, the next question I have, it's kind of, it's a little bit a deeper question. I'm not going to ask anything personal, but You've talked about your struggles of being an athlete, what you went through with injuries and just everything you went through. And there was a, a player for Charlotte FC that posted a thing on his Instagram story the other day. And it was a, so it's a pic, I don't know if you saw it, you might not, but um, so it's a picture of an iceberg. And at the top, it's got money, fame, success, things like that. And then it like goes below the surface. And at the bottom, it's got things like, um, it's got things like coaches' relationships and self-doubt, loneliness, and just like mental, physical pain. So you don't have to talk about your personal, but 
is like I under I I'm not a professional athlete, but I'm sure that is true. The things that it is hard to be a professional athlete. So what got you through the things that you've been through and how Got could it. like professional athletes do the same thing? Got it. What has got me through was Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not gonna, you know, go here and tell everybody to convert themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a personal, personal uh, journey, personal relationship, personal everything. Uh, what has got me through was God and my family and, and really the why I do everything I do. And, you know, I told you I want to be in this country, right? I would love to bring my family to this country uh, mm-hmm. so I don't have to go to Brazil in the off season to see them and get them out of like the, you know, corruption of Brazil, the things that don't work, the traffic all the time, the robbery, the mm-hmm. all the stuff that, that goes on in Brazil, even though Brazil is an amazing country uh to visit the best in my opinion honestly <laughs> to go for a vacation the best mm-hmm. but to leave it can be quite challenging mm-hmm. and you know though so to be able to not go back home uh for good to be able to bring my family here that was always my why but i could only do it through god that's mm-hmm. for sure because there are many times that i just didn't have it in me anymore and somehow the next morning I woke up and I had it in me and yeah. And it wasn't me. It was gone. So that, that that's great. my answer. hundred percent. Great answer. Great answer. Um, so moving more into the like middle of your career so far. So when you played indoor professional indoor, what was different about that? Like what, like, I, I didn't even know we had professional indoor in America. I really didn't. Um, yeah. It's called Major Arena Soccer League, MASL. Check it out mm-hmm. later. Uh, it's actually in- very interesting. Maybe you should watch the championship. That's going to be really good. In fact. Yeah. And it should be I soon love in a couple soccer, weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, check it out. And what was different? Besides the game, right? It's very different. It's basically, for the people that don't know, it's similar to hockey and a mix, mix of hockey and futsal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on a turf. Uh, but has walls. That's why I mentioned the, the hockey, right? Subs is on the fly and uh, game is super fast, uh, like crazy. You know, you go through like 45 to a minute and a half shifts in and out all the time, rotating. So it's very intense, right? It's completely different, the game. Uh, but what was most different to me in between those two, besides the game, was like, like first of all, it doesn't take a toll as much physically, right? Like we mm-hmm. play back-to-back games on indoor. So we play on a Friday and a Saturday sometimes or Friday and Sunday and, and your body can handle Like you're really tired that day because you sprinted a lot, right? But then you recover the next day, you're fine. You're ready to sprint again because it's not like you're doing like eight miles, nine miles, 10 miles, you know, you're doing like a short amount, just fast. And that's one thing. And also the whole atmosphere about it, you know, like the pressure, you know, the pressure on outdoor is much bigger. The, uh, yeah, the fans, like you kind of go to an indoor game, you see the fans just having fun, you know, a lot of families, a lot of kids, and yeah. it's just like entertainment. They don't really care much about soccer. And when you go out, outdoors, it's different. And I wanted that. I wanted the outdoor, you know. I, I like the pressure. I like the, 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 like the culture of the, of the soccer instead of the indoor, you know. I didn't really like the indoor in that sense. I want it out because of that. You know, the game was super fun. But, I, I mean, I want to – I'm making a living off this. You know, fun is part of it, right? I have fun playing playing soccer. But um, there are other things that I have to consider, you know, like the longevity. Like, I still can play indoor once I'm done with soccer, you know, um, because, like, indoor you see players playing to 40, 42, 43, 44 because it's so static in a sense, right? It's not like yeah. the 8, 9, 10 miles uh, that you cannot give it at that age. So. So uh, I hope to come back to indoor one day. Uh, I think I will too. But right now, outdoor is it for me. Yeah. So when you were done playing indoor, what was it like going back from going from indoor to playing outdoor? What what was it? Did you notice like you played a little bit faster or like was it physically more challenging when you got back or like what was what was different about it? Yeah. 
physically more challenging. You mentioned that. I agree with that. You know, I had to readapt uh, because, again, I was super fit for indoor. I could do what I told you I could, but uh, play back to back all the time and my body was fine. But then to go back outdoor, I needed to, you know, prepare myself physically. Yeah. But it was a jump that I had done previously, you know. So, like, I went from playing futsal in Brazil a lot to outdoor. So, I always had, I did both a lot, you know, in Brazil from like 15 to 18. I was doing both. So I was always, you know, having to adapt. So, you know, I kind of, I was used to that. And when I was with the tropics, um, I had been of like, I had been playing only soccer for the last, what, six years before that, maybe seven. Mm -hmm. And so outdoors was already ingrained in me more than before, because I started my life playing futsal and I went to the outdoor when I was 15. So I played futsal from four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way to 15. And 15, I started doing both. So I had to adapt to soccer uh, from futsal, which was my norm, right? And then I've kind of flipped that later, you know, soccer became my my norm and the indoor was just like the adapting, but the adapting to indoor was so easy. And to go back to outdoor, since I was doing Tropics indoor, Tropics PDL and, and Tropics indoor, and then Tormenta professional, League One, like I was always doing both in a sense, you know, I used to play some the leagues too in Florida. So it wasn't, it wasn't that challenging, you know, but it can be, you know, and I was definitely, I don't know if I was faster or quicker. I don't think I was actually, it was just adapting back to the, to the game, to the yeah. tactics, you know, more than anything, the movement. So being at Greenville now, and you talked about their recent success in the last few years, and it, you guys are what, three games in, in the regular season? Right. Uh, yeah, so League One, yes. Yeah, Three okay. games in, one point. Three games. So, one point, but you mm-hmm. scored this, your team scored the same amount of goals in those three games as they did against Charlotte, which is an MLS team. What was that? You didn't play, did you? I didn't think you did. No, I didn't play the last two of the okay. league, no. Or, Char- or you, Charlotte either, last three. Yeah. So, what did you think was different about playing Charlotte than the other USL games? Because I watched the game and it, it, you, the your team played, it played great up until like that last little gasp where they scored that goal. But what do you think was different about that game? Um, first of all, I mentioned before talking to you, we're dealing with some adversity, you know, like injuries yeah. here and there, some guys not being eligible yet, waiting visa here. And and that always happens in, in, yeah. in early in the season. You know, we're not looking too much at the points, at the wins, like performance right now. You know, mm-hmm. we're trying to look at that performance. The difference, I think, between the Charlotte and the other two games is the mental aspect, right? The guys mm-hmm. rise up to the occasion of the MLS. They were all thinking about that game. And, and you know, an opportunity, it's a huge opportunity for us at League One to play on the MLS side uh, at home. You know, the environment, you know, had, like, uh, record attendance here at Greenville that day, that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. And I think that plays a huge part into like, you know, the performance of the guys. And obviously that's something that I'm saying that, but I'm not saying that's okay. You know, I'm saying yeah. that and I'm saying that that's something that is why, in my opinion, and that's something that we definitely need to work on. So that doesn't happen anymore, you know, because we clearly show against Charlotte that we can play to a level, even without, me or without the other guys because all we all of us have been injured through the whole period, uh, to the same period. So like, none of us played against Charlotte, none of us played against North Carolina, and none of us played against um, Tormenta this past weekend, right? And so to me, the difference was that. But uh, again, fully confident in this group, and think things are gonna change soon. Yeah. Yeah, I it was a I really enjoyed watching the game. I told Alex this I'm definitely in the next month, hopefully, I'm gonna come and see a Greenville home game. Um Yeah, bro. That'll be great. Let us know. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. So Greenville, you we could see like it was a sold out stadium. And the so the MLS is growing. It's the numbers going up every year. The USL is growing. USL League Two is League One is growing. What do you think? Like, and what do you think the this system will be like in the next few years? Because you have been around, you're involved in it. What do you think the USL and the MLS system will be like in the next ten years? Caleb, like, I don't fully know. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna 
yeah, I'm gonna give my best educated guess here. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm, I'm gonna guess it. It's because, for example, I wasn't expecting these MLS next bro. For example, right? The mm-hmm. league that they created out of the blue, nobody oh, yeah. was. So mm-hmm. they're taking I, I, a bunch I, I, of the, right? So like when things like that starting to happen, and the reason behind it is kind of obvious. I'm not even gonna get too much into it. Uh, it's tough because you know in America it's unlike unlike everywhere else in the world. There's the promotion relegation, and mm-hmm. it felt like that things were gonna go, were going in a direction that could we could see that in you know five ten years, maybe even from MLS to USL Championship to USL League One, and, and kind of getting all that together. But with the creation of MLS Next Pro, it really seems like MLS is. Uh, is willing to stay separately, you know, not not get involved at all with the championship. I don't know what that what that gonna what if that's gonna uh, delay a little bit the promotion relegation process that USL. I know they were trying to do because when I start League One and every year almost we have like our, uh, beginning of the year meetings and the USL uh, president or someone comes to speak to us and that's always a, a hot topic the whole promotion relegation. Uh, um, system, you know, that they're trying to implement eventually. But I don't know. I, I hope that eventually we see that, even if not MLS, MLS can stay separately, at least the uh, US Star Championship and League One can somehow get that going and, like, even out, like, uh, the number of teams, right? Right now, at the end of the day, like, Championship has 30-something teams. We have only 11, if I'm not mistaken, 10. Uh, and so, uh, I, have, I have a few doubts, but I like my guess. It's gonna be MLS is gonna stay MLS. MLS pro, next pro is still gonna be there, uh, yeah. producing talents for MLS so they can sell it to Europe um, and make money. I think that even with that, USL is growing so much and has consolidated itself to a point that there will be a promotion relegation in the next five to ten years uh, between the two leagues. Uh, I think the purpose of USL League to it's like, like I think it was more important in my in my time, you know what I mean? Yeah. When like exactly we needed that visibility to to go to drafts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and to be able to make it to the pros. So I don't know if they're gonna continue to do that. I think they will, but like they talk about having college season all year round, right? So I feel like if they do uh, get that going with NCAA, that might affect the league two as well, because I feel like league two now is important to get the guys playing for longer at a decent yeah. level. And, and to get that exposure as well. But, like, if they do college all year round, I feel like, especially D1 programs, some guys are not going to play PDL at all, mm-hmm. like League 2. And then I don't know if that's going to lose strength to that league itself. So, I don't know. My, my guess it will be that there will be no new leagues. There will all be there, like, all be the same leagues. And yeah. it's going to be very similar, but promotional relegation in the USL system. Yeah. That's my guess. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I think that's what a lot of people are hoping for. Actually, uh, talked to someone the other day who lives in Denmark and he was talking, he was just blown away that we don't have promotional relegation here. Um, I told him, hopefully, um, I think what we have, I think this country has a good thing going, but I think that if they add that, I think there will be a, a, a new level of competitiveness. And I think that would be great for viewership and stuff. But mm-hmm. I agree. we've been, yeah, so We've been going for a while, so I'm going to wrap it up with an easy question for you. I've asked you a lot of hard questions, but talk about you're from Brazil, which is the footballing capital of the world. Who is your favorite player? Who is your favorite player growing up or now? So I'm going to tell you who is my favorite player of all times. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's Leo Messi. Mm -hmm. Leo Messi. Uh, he's the best player to ever play the game, and I'll fight anybody for it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> uh, but no, even being Brazilian, and you know the rivalry between Brazil and Argentina, uh, Messi is the best player to ever step foot in this planet, in my opinion. Uh, with all respect to even Pelé, mm-hmm. different eras, different game. Uh, Pelé was amazing, and maybe he was going to still be the best if he came nowadays, but, uh, you know, I didn't see it myself. And... Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to stick with Messi. Right. With that being said, though, best player ever, Messi. My idol, my the player I look up the most, and he's Brazilian, uh, because of his – and that was growing up. You know, I saw Brazil being uh, 
Tetra and Penta, which is like fourth and fifth time World Cup champions. Mm-hmm. And he was there both times. And he was obviously the the figure on this on the fifth time, the mm-hmm. 2020, uh, 2002. So Ronaldo, R9, the, yeah. the, the OG Ronaldo is, is my guy, you know, to be able to battle his knee injuries uh, back in that day with how, how I was and, and come out the way he did. And like if you I've read many testimonies from like from him, many interviews, many podcasts. And I, I love the guy, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's my idol.